And he loves me. He loves you, right? The King of kings and the Lord of lords, the, the, per, the one who created the universe. He spoke the universe into existence. He wants to love on me this morning. Isn't he amazing? You may be seated. Um, I want to talk to you about taking comfort in the Lord this morning. You know, I have kind of a harsher personality, and I like the messages that are a little bit harder sometimes. The ones that step on your toes. I like to get my toes stepped on, right? I like to get the correction like that. This morning's not that. If you came for that, come back next week. Maybe we'll get you. But this morning's not that. It's about taking comfort in the Lord. And I have a lot of scripture today. We're going to talk about some end time stuff. We're going to talk about how heaven is today, right? I'm going to need you to use your imagination for a little while this morning. Can we do that? Can I take you on a little ride? A little drive, right? <clears throat> 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. All the scriptures are listed up there, so try to keep up with me. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I, 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 it, it, I'm going to be kind of short this morning, I think. I think. I don't know. This is one of those messages I really struggle with. Felt like I wasn't good enough to preach it. The enemy's really been on me lately telling me, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You can't do that. Last night I was in my office and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this this morning. I don't have enough content. It's really good. It really spoke to me. But I don't feel like I have enough content because we're supposed to preach between 20 and 30 minutes. You know, the book tells you that. And my wife said, are you ready to quit again? Are you ready to give up and quit again? I said, I know I can't give up. I know I can't quit. But sometimes it feels that way, right? But take comfort in the Lord. Whatever, that you, whatever it is that you're going through this morning, take comfort in the Lord. Now look at 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. It says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Yeah. Say it with me. Difficult times are going to come. Difficult times are here, right? They're already here. They're upon us. Difficult times will come for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, slanderous, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, and unholy. Boy, that's a mouthful right there, isn't it? Can you look around and see all those things going on today? In the last days, he said, this is going to come. Tough times are going to come, right? Three says, unloving. We talked about that this morning in Sunday school class. Even inside the church, sometimes we forget to show our love. We forget to show his love through us. We're busy trying to show. If I get busy trying to show my love to you, you're going to see an inflawed or a flawed, imperfect creature, right? But if I'm allowing his love to show through me, you're going to see something totally different than that. You're going to see that agape kind of love, right? unloving <clears throat> what's that next word Irrecon irreconcilable irreconcilable can't even really say the word irreconcilable that means unforgiving right we're not willing to forgive other people right malicious gossips oh lord help us y'all get quiet i'll stop and stay right here i don't have to go i don't have to go very far into my notes right malicious gossip without self-control brutal haters of good treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. Oh, Lord, that's where we are right now, right? Yeah. How many things we got going on in our life that we let allow to get in front of God, right? We love to do what we want to do. I, I, I want to get my agenda out, and, and I want to have God approve my plan, right. right? Lovers of pleasures, lovers of what I want to do and not worried about what he wants to do, right? Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied the power, avoid such people, Right? Just paint a picture of a church today. Amen. Second Timothy four and three says, for the time will come when they will, when they will not endure sound doctrine. How many people, when you tell them the truth, run away? Yeah. They don't want to hear the truth, right? The truth's not very popular. You won't be a very popular person if you preach the truth. I'm not a very popular pastor because I preach the truth. I do my best to, right? 
They will not tolerate sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate to themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires, with what they want, right? Lovers of self rather than lovers of God. Amen? We got to watch where we're living at, church. In Matthew chapter 24, Peter, I'm going to try to cut down on some of my reading today and just tell you part of the stories. Is that okay? You can go back and read the whole chapter 24. That would be great. I'd love for you to do that. Check me on it. In, in, in Matthew chapter 24, Peter, James, John, Andrew asked ask Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming? What will be the sign of the end of the age, of the, of the end of time as we know it, Lord? What will be the signs to come? How will we know when this is coming? He's already told you in these other accounts, all these things are going to be going down. There's not going to be love, right? People are going to love selves more than they love me. They're going to chase after that. They're going to be evil, right? There's going to be perilous times that come. Hard times, there's going to be all these things that are happening. And Jesus answered to him in verse 4, we're going to pick up right here, Matthew 24, verse 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, you see, so many times we want to skip down to verse 6 and says, and there will be wars and rumors of wars. But let's read what he said first. The first thing that he said is take heed. That word heed right there means seed to it. Seed to it. Look out for it. Look out, these things are going to happen. They're going to try to bring these things upon you, right? That no one deceives you. Take heed that no one deceives you. That was his first answer. For many will come. What was the question? Remember the question? What was going to happen? How are we going to know? What's the signs that are going to happen when the end of the time is coming, right? For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. I think we're looking for somebody to jump up and say, I'm Jesus and here I am. But what about all the deceitfulness going on in the world today? What about all the false prophets? You see, I believe there are still prophets in the world today, but not one on every street corner. There was only a handful of prophets in the whole, in the, in the whole Bible. Now there's one on every corner. Every channel you turn it to, somebody's a prophet. Right? Somebody's an apostle. Somebody's this or that. Amen? Deceive many. Right? Deceive many. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, right? This word right here, to be troubled, means to be troubled in mind. <clears throat> to be frightened or to be alarmed. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. How many people sit around and watch the news today and they're scared to death of everything that's going on? Think about it. They're selling fear to us. Worried to death about it. He says, see that you're not troubled. Don't be worried. Don't be alarmed. When you see these things happening, it's all right. Know this, take rest in God. Your peace is in him. Your peace is in him, right? For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. That word right there, nation, means a race. I looked this up in the Bible dictionary in the concordance. This isn't me speaking this. This is a race, a, the human family, a tribe or a nation of people. How much racist stuff is going on in the world today? It's so much going on that it's publicized. It's on the news. They're rioting over, burning cities down, over, over racism. Over, he says, don't worry about it. Don't be in fear. It's just another sign. You know this thing's about to go down. When you see all these things happening at one time, you know things are about to go down. You know I'm about to bust that eastern sky wide open. I feel the Holy Ghost in that right there. We're seeing all these signs. You don't have to go any further than turn on the news. Listen to people talk around the water cooler. You don't have to go very far to hear some of these things, right? He says nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. This kingdom word means king over a, king over a domain, right? So you have the people and then you have 
the whole kingdom, or you have nations, you have countries, right, as we think of it, kingdom against kingdom, and there were, will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. How much stuff is going on in the weather and things today? Yeah. Think about it. All these are the beginning of sorrows, he goes on to say. In Luke's account, he says, look up, for your redemption draws near. Don't be troubled. Do not fear. Don't be dismayed. Your redemption is near. Think about your redemption. What is your redemption? That's what you're being, that's what you're being saved. That's being saved, right? Your redemption. You're going to be redeemed. For him that endures the end, the same shall be saved. It's near, church. It's near. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee. It is near. All these things are happening at one time. It's near, right? Don't be troubled, though. It's not something to be freaked out about. It's not something to be worried about. We need to look and check ourselves. Check our heart condition. I'm going to get into that a little more later, right? 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. This is right where this, this, this sermon started right here with this word comfort. I know it's a lot of reading today, but you need to get this. You need to get this. But we do not want to be uninformed or ignorant. This is Paul saying, I don't want you to be ignorant, church, when it comes to these things. Listen up. You're going to need to know what to look for. You're going to need to know when you're discerning things, this is what Jesus said. This is what, this is what he's telling us is going to happen. This is how it's going to go down, right? Don't be uninformed or don't be ignorant. Don't not know because it's right here in the book. Brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep, so you will not grieve as indeed the rest of mankind do, who have no hope. We've all lost loved ones. It saddens us. When I lost my, my dad, it, I, I had dreams about it every night for a year. When we lose people, we have that void there sometimes. But he's telling us it's going to come back. We're going to be restored back to him, right? For if we believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead, so also we'll bring, bring with him those who have fallen asleep through Jesus. 15 says, for we say this to you by the word of the Lord that we are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. So the ones who are alive and still remain, we're not going to make it there before them. Before the ones who are dead in Christ, right? The ones who have been saved and died before us, right? For the Lord himself will descend heaven with a shout. A couple of us got that. He's going to descend with a shout. Everybody's going to know. It's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. In an instant, just like that, bam. It's going to be too late, but everybody's going to know it, and everybody's going to see it. What do you think the newscast is going to look like that night, Sister Linda? Everybody's going to know it. Just like that, it's going to be a shout, and suddenly it's going to happen, right? It's going to be a shout, and the voice of the archangel with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. I feel the Holy Ghost in that right there, too. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then when we who are alive will remain, we'll be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. That right there is something to be happy about, right? That's something to rejoice about. It's not something to dread or, or to be worried about. Lord, don't come back yet because I got to get this done or that done. The only thing we should be concerned about is what souls we're going to take with us. That's it. That's it. Not what, how much fun we're going to have or this project we got going on or whatever it is. It's who we take it with us or who we leave them behind. Think about it. 18 says, therefore, comfort one another with these words. 
comfort one another with these words. Sister Linda, he's going to bust that sky wide open and there's going to be a shout and there's going to be an archangel. The voice of the archangel we're going to hear and you're going to see those graves bust open and people come out of them and then we're going to leave the ground. Right? Gravity's going to have no influence over this body anymore. Amen? Comfort each other with those words. We should be comforted with those words. This word comfort here means though, I, you probably think you know what it means, but let's look at what the concordance says. It says, to call to one side. Doesn't mean just feel good about it. It means to call to one side. Call for summons, to address, to speak, to call, to call upon, which, which may be done in the way of exhortation. You know your first step in the credentialing process in the PCG is called an exhorter. Exhortation, right? They want you preaching it out. They want you talking about it. He, he, he's talking about telling everybody about it, right? That's what he's talking about. We should be comforted like we should feel good about it because we know that we're going, but then at the same time, we should be telling everybody about it. We should be preaching about it and talking about how God changed my right. It means to entreaty, to comfort, or instruction, right? This is where my whole sermon started from this week about being comforted, right? So we should be comforted with these words. We should be comforted with this knowledge, right? But we should also... Be using this words to, and knowledge, to, it should compel us, right? Yeah. If, we're gonna, if you're going to exhort, you've got to be compelled. Yeah. It takes some work, yeah. amen? Yeah. It takes a little bit of discomfort. Do you think it's comfortable the first time you get up to preach? Or the 10,000th time you get up to preach? I don't know. It's not comfortable. It's not fun. But it's what he's called us to do, right? That's what he's called us to do. Take comfort in this word, right? Yeah. And if we're, if we're compelled to do this, then we should summon or exhort everyone to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Everywhere that we go, right? Living ready. We should be living ready. I myself should be living ready if I'm going to preach to other people about getting ready. Because if I'm not living ready, I can't preach to someone else about getting ready. They're going to think I'm, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Amen. I got to show them God's love all the time. I got to live ready. There's nothing to worry about in this, in this rapture besides other people. That's it. My family, my friends, everybody that I come. So I should be telling everyone that I know, everybody that I care about, everybody that I come in contact with. Jesus is coming. Get ready. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Look at the signs. The signs are here. Everything that Jesus said has happened. We're in the last of the last days, church. And I know this has been preached since I was a little boy. I've heard this since I was a little boy. That's what I was getting ready to say, sis. We're closer now than when we first believed, the Bible says. Closer than when we first believed. And I've been hearing this since I was a little boy, but look at our country. Since 1970s when I was born, we used to ride in the back of pickup trucks and didn't wear seatbelts. And we could play in the front yard and not have to worry about somebody stealing you. Right? I live in the country now. I've got to keep my kids in the backyard so people don't snatch them up and traffic them around the country. Look at the things that are happening in our government, in the world. In the, I mean, it's ramping up rapidly. Look at, I mean, we talked about racism. Look what's happened with racism. All the signs are taking place. They're taking place. Get ready. Get ready. Be living ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. We should be telling everybody we come in contact with. They should think that I'm a crazy fanatic. Because I'm saying get ready. 
The signs are here. I've showed you in the Word. That's why I didn't want, just didn't want to tell you the Word. I wanted to show you the Word. You've seen them with your own eyes. The signs are all coming in play. Get ready. Now, we, now don't just throw all your stuff away because we got to prepare like we're going to be here forever. But we got to live like he's coming today. He could step on the cloud before I finish the sermon today. That's a fact. Are we looking forward to it or are we dreading it, church? Think about it. Think about it. In John 14 and 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's the only way. This is what we should be exhorting, right? Jesus Christ is the only way you're getting in. Not from good works. Not from how much you've given away or how much you've done. Or who you know. Brenda tells our kids all the time, just because your daddy's a preacher don't mean you get a free ticket into heaven. You've got to walk this thing down. You've got to do this, right? In Romans 13, 11, it says it's high time. Your redemption is near. There's that word redemption again. Your redemption is near. Wake up, church. Wake up. It's time. Be living ready. Exhort this thing. Telling everyone. I want to ask you this today. This is the challenge I'm going to let before you. Check your heart condition today. Your heart's in one or two places. We talked about this last week. It's either soft and pliable and ready to receive, ready to take correction if need be, ready to repent and change and do whatever it is you need to do for God, or your heart's hard. Where do you sit today? Right where you're at, where do you sit today? Ask God to check your heart condition, right? Are you ready to go? Do you have to get ready? If you need to get ready, let's do that right now. Don't go back out the back door. Don't even take another breath without dropping your head right now and humbling yourself before God and asking him to forgive you. If there's any unforgiveness in your heart. Remember, that's one of the things he said will be rampant in the last days. Forgiveness, unforgiveness. If he shows you unforgiveness in your heart, go to that person and love on them, hug on them. Is it worth your ticket to heaven? Think about that. To hold that grudge, you can hang on to that thing. You sure can, and you can make yourself miserable over it. You can even add, take years off your life from it. Is it worth your ticket to heaven? Is there anything worth your ticket to heaven? Think about it. Are you ready? Are you ready to go? Here's another one. Are you ready to serve while you're here? As unto the Lord. Whatever we do. Are you ready to do as unto the Lord? You may not have long. Don't worry about the other things, the other engagements that you have or the other, the other things that you have going on that, you, you know, you, have, you may have prior commitments. What if he steps out now? Or now. Or now. Think about it, church. This is serious business. It's for real. This is going to happen. Whether you believe it or not, whether you think it's 100 years away or not, it's going to happen. And even if you go by the grave, it's going to happen. Some of us may not live to see it. But it's still going to happen. If you don't live to see it, you get to go first anyway. Amen? Are you ready to serve? The next question I want you to ask yourself is, how many people am I taking with me? Who have I been ministering to? Who have I been exhorting? Who have I been showing love to? Who have I been showing a bad attitude to? Amen? How many are you taking with you? Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. If it weren't so, I would have told you so. I'm going to prepare a place. Can you imagine this place? You all, you all read the Bible. Most of you in here have been in church. Some of you have been here longer than I have serving God longer than I have. He talks about New Jerusalem in Revelation 21, and he says, 
when he when he sees this vision that there was a light coming from the from the place before he even got to the New Jerusalem like Jasper and it was as clear as crystal I, I, when, I, when I'm picturing this, I just want you to imagine what heaven's going to be like and what God's going to be. I'm going to give you a scripture of what God looks like here just shortly or what he, what, he rec, what he recollected from this. But I picture it as this big, beautiful, like gemstones, but they're, but they're weighed tons and, and this big, huge place with light just emitting from it. Imagine what Moses looked like when he just saw God's hinder parts. His, it says his face shone and he emitted light the rest of his life. The rest of his life he had to wear a veil. We're going to get to look at God's face. We're going to have a new glorified body that this body here would fall over dead if it saw God. But when we get to heaven, we're going to see, I, I, I'm amazed by the splendor and the beauty that he put in this world. And this world is in a fallen, sinful state. Yeah. And it's still this beautiful. Can you imagine what heaven's, can you just imagine this with me when I tell you these things? So there was a light like Jasper, as clear as crystal when he's, when he's just moving up to the city. And, and, and there was 12 gates and they're all made out of solid pearl. Solid one pearl each gate. Think about that. Think about that. Walls of pure jasper. Right? The city is made of pure gold, it says. This is all in Revelation chapter 21. You can go there. City of pure gold. When you're, when you're coming up to it and this light's just emitted off it, the foundations are made of precious stones. Think about that. Things that we value greatly today, the foundations of this whole city are made out of these stones. That's just amazing, isn't it? And I can imagine all of it just emitting this light, just this light coming through it, right? The streets of pure gold, transparent like glass. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Take comfort in this, church. Can you imagine this? And then we, we want to look at God's presence for a while. And the only place I could find besides the thing about Moses was in Revelations 4, verse two, chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. It says, immediately... I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one set on the throne and he who sat there was like Jasper. I looked up this word Jasper because I don't know what a lot of gemstones are. I don't know if you're like me or not, but I'm just an old kind of a country boy. I don't know what all these things are. I, I, don't, I don't even wear jewelry except the wedding ring. I can't stand the rest of it. It's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but I don't know much about stones. So this word Jasper is a precious stone of various colors. For some are purple, others are blue, others are green, and others are the color of brass. Picture this. Imagine this. And sardius. And sardius sometimes is the color of flesh. It's a sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne. Only God could have a rainbow around his throne, right? No other king. Can you imagine the beauty and the splendor of this place that we're going to? We're going to live here for eternity. It's for eternity. Well, if you make it, it's for eternity. If not, it's the lake of fire for eternity. You see, you live for eternity no matter where you go. This is where our hope is in, right? This is where our comfort is at. Sorry to start an appearance, a rainbow around the throne, and it appeared like an emerald. Can you imagine this? Even, can you even wrap your head around what, what John is trying to convey to us? What it might say. And then... And then there's going to be no sun shining because Jesus is there. Come on now. Jesus. I said Jesus is going to be there. We're going to be in the presence of Jesus. We sang that song earlier about sitting at his feet, drinking from the cup of his hand. He says he's going to share his throne with us. I'm going to crawl right up in there with him if he lets me in there. Right? Jesus is going to be there in the present, 
in the, he's going to be there. Personally, we get to see him. There's going to be no sun because he's going to emit the light. And then, kind of a small thing, but there's going to be angels standing around, I can picture. You ever think about, do angels fly or do they walk or do they run? or How, how, how do they get around even? We're going to know when we get there. The angels are going to be there. And then those same saints, the people we've heard about dying, or we know of that's died and before, and, and even the people that we look up to so much in the Old Testament, you know. I, I heard somebody talking the other day, and they said, when I get to heaven, I can't wait to ask Moses how it was to part the Red Sea. And I can't wait to ask this one how it was to do that, and this one how it was to do that. And he said, then they're going to look at me and say, how was it to have the Holy Ghost living inside of you? Think about it. Think about what heaven's going to be like. Take comfort in the Lord, church. Take comfort in this today. But also get out there. If we can take comfort in it and we can get excited about it. If I was going on a vacation to Hawaii or some other beautiful destination, I bet you I'd tell a lot of you where I'm going to, right? I'd tell y'all. I'm going down here and I'm doing this and I'm going on a, on a fishing trip in the ocean and we're going to catch sharks. You get the picture, right? If we really are confident that we're going to this place, that's better than anywhere on the earth. Shouldn't we be confessing it to everybody? Everybody that I know should know about heaven. Everybody that you know should know about heaven. We should be ready to pray them through with it, right? To be living it in front of us. And if I know that I'm getting ready to go on a trip to this place that's for my eternity... How in the world could I be in a bad mood? Think about it. Think about it. If I got my ticket punched and I'm going on vacation, it doesn't matter how long the line is at the airport. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. You ain't going to upset me about whatever else goes on around me. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way, Sister Elena. I'm going to heaven. You all get that? I'm going to heaven, Brother Adam. Why wouldn't we be excited about that? Why wouldn't we want to take everyone with us? Tickets are free. The tickets are free. They're not cheap, but they're free. Right? Can I get a head bowed this time? Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We just love you, Dad, and we just praise your mighty name, Father God. Lord, if there's anyone in this room, Lord, who has anything between you and them, Father, Lord, I pray that you would convict us of it right now, Father God. Show us what it is, Lord. We love you, Daddy, and we praise you, Father God. Lord, if there's any unforgiveness in our church, Father God, in our hearts, Daddy, I pray that you would show it to us, Lord. Convict us of it, Father God. Lord, help us to get it behind us, Father God. Lord, if there's any open sin in this church, Lord, I pray that you would convict us of it, Lord. Break us if you need to, Father God. Lord, purge these things away from us, Father, that we're ready to go meet you, Lord, that we're ready to go spend the rest of, of eternity with you, Father. Lord, we thank you for these things, Daddy, and we praise you, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just have your way in our hearts, Lord, in our lives, Lord. Keep this fresh in our minds, Father God, that we are on our way to heaven, Lord that you could step out at any moment, any moment, Lord, in the twinkling of an eye, Father God, in the blink of an eye, Lord, instantaneously, Father God, it's done. We thank you for this, Father God. I pray that you would just set a zeal in us, a boldness, Father God, Lord, that we would just take out, Lord, and spread everywhere that we go, Lord, that we would tell everybody that we know, everyone that we care about, Father God, everyone that we come in contact with, Father God, that I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven, and I know the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and I know his son, and he can get you there. I thank you for this, Daddy, and I praise you, Father God. Lord, give us, church, a boldness, Father God, that we would go out and, and we would exhort this amongst everyone, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray these things, Daddy. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Daddy. Amen. Oh, the calendar is on the back bulletin board.